Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous and Happy New Year. It is 2023 by the time you are listening to this episode. So as you know, I always like to talk to those of you who are listening in what I call real time, which means when the episode comes out, you're right on it. So this show is coming out on January 4th. We are right at the top of 2023. And I thought that it would be really, really great to make an episode for you about how to have the best year ever. So we're going to dive in to how you can strategically make this your best year so far. So I think that you can pick up your strategy. You can, uh, you know, at any point of the year, you can always decide that you're going to get a little more focused. You're going to plan. You're going to set a new goal. You're going to, you know, act on on a new idea. That's always possible. But there's something really special about the beginning of a new year, right? There's something that energetically gives us this feeling that we have this opportunity to look at this container of one year and make some empowered choices and decisions about what we'd like to create in that year, what we'd like to have happen in that year, and really how we'd like to end the year. Right now, as I'm recording, I'm experiencing that end of year um, push, momentum. Uh, There's all this stuff that I actually love that happens at both the end of the year and the beginning of the year. So for me right now, um, I'm recording on Monday, December 12th, 2022. And we're right now heading into that time of year where there's a lot of review and reflection There's a lot of going back over the best of the year, sort of thinking about all that you've accomplished, um, you know, uh, looking at your, um, if you're in business, we kind of do a year review and look at what went well and start thinking about what what might we want to change for next year and so on and so forth. I'm actually doing that right now as I'm strategizing and planning the calendar, which is actually already made for all of 2023 and realizing that even for the month of December next year, I would like for things to look a little bit different. So this is a time of year, not only in our businesses, but as you know, there are all kinds of, you know, year end reviews on TV and in magazines. And then, you know, we get the New York times and we just had the best of theater in 2022 came out. Um, So it's really a, a kind of a fun time of year where we look back and we look at all of the things that happened. And also, obviously, we also look at things that are not so fabulous that happened and we kind of reflect and and just take, take stock, right? 
And then as we get into a new year, there's a lot of feeling of opportunity. There's a lot of feeling of possibility. And like I said, there's a really great opportunity to use the container of one year to make some empowered and clear strategic decisions about how we want to get what we want, right? Ultimately, how we want to get what we want. So as you probably know by now, if you've been listening to me for a while, I am a reverse engineering expert. So that is how I pretty much strategize everything, right? I look at the outcomes, the results, the goals, the things that we want to create, achieve, have happen, manifest, whatever you want to call it. All of those words work and apply. And I like to look backwards and say, okay, if that's what we want, if that's what I want to end up with, if that's what I want to make, make happen, um, how am I going to do it? Because one of the things that people get really hung up on or that I think um, that's not the word. It's not that people get hung up on it. One of the places where I think people get a little off track, I'm going to say, is by making declarations about what they'd like and then sort of hoping for the best, you know, like winging it, just seeing how they go along and trying lots of different stuff, but without any real strategy. So what we're going to talk about today in terms of how to make this your best year yet, how to make 2023 your best year yet, is I'm going to walk you through some of the tools that I use for myself to strategize. And when you strategize an entire year, okay, um, there are lots of good things about that. It's really good to have clarity. It's really good to make some plans so that you can know what kinds of activities are going to get you the results that you want. And there's also an important um, factor here, which is that you know that even though you're making this plan, that it some of it may change because life is life, right? So you can make the best plan and then something may change. You may have to change the plan or you may, as you're going along, come up with something better. But what we're going to talk about today is the importance of at least being able to map something out so that you have something to work off of. So that if you do decide to make a change, adjust, course correct, whatever you want to call it, tweak, you know, at least what you're doing is doing that off of something that already has an existing structure, which feels very different than feeling like you get thrown off course and you're not even really sure how to redirect or how to tweak or how to, um, you know, uh, make a new plan because you never really had one to begin with. You were just sort of going along and doing things as you go. Sometimes that is a good strategy. Sometimes it works. But for the most part, it can feel a little discombobulating and disjointed when you wake up every day and you need to ask yourself, what's going to be the best activity for me to do today? What's going to move the needle? What am I supposed to be working on? Where should I put my time, focus, and energy? And because you haven't created any structure for yourself, it can feel very uncomfortable to feel like you're just sort of like guessing or pulling things out of thin air. So let's strategize the best 2023 ever, right? And the reason why this is your best year ever 
is because here in the Passionate and Prosperous community, we completely look at everything that we do as an evolution right? We are constantly evolving. We are constantly growing. We are constantly expanding. There's no way for you to not have your best year ever because every day you wake up, this is my hope for you. I'm just declaring it, right? Right now I'm saying an affirmation for all of us. Every day you wake up and you are committed to your own personal growth, evolution, and development. You know that you are constantly moving forward. You know that you are building and creating a legacy. You know that you are here to do your meaningful work, right? And you might have also been thinking, feeling, and doing that 10 years ago. But the version of you 10 years ago didn't know nearly as much as the version of you right now knows. The version of you 10 years ago wasn't nearly as evolved, didn't have as much experience, didn't have as much um, knowledge. And definitely as we age, we get more and more in touch with our inner wisdom and our intuition. And such a big part of what we do in this community, what I do with my clients, what we focus on in the Passionate and Prosperous Academy is alignment. And we've even had episodes on alignment, episodes where we talk about what does it really feel like to be having um, inner and outer alignment, right? Inner alignment, meaning your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, your inner life, your inner world, right? The experience that you're having being you in the world and then being in alignment with what I call the outer right? Outer you, which is the action taking you, the part of you that's engaged in the world, that's relating to other people, that has a business. And what we ultimately want, what we strive for is for there to be inner and outer alignment so that there's congruence, right? So that what we're doing, what we're taking action on, the way we're showing up in our businesses and in our lives is a total beautiful reflection of what is happening inside of us. And that's because we've done all of the work that we need to do to be human beings that are managing our human brains and knowing how to access our higher selves, access our genius brains, and also who really want to take control and responsibility of our thoughts, feelings, and emotions because that's all we can take control of. We can't take control of anyone else's thoughts, feelings, or emotions. And therefore, we never, ever, ever have control over what anyone else is thinking, feeling, or doing, no no matter how hard we try, (laughs) right? So we're going to dive in, and I'm going to talk to you about what I do. Now, you may have already, I know this this episode is coming out like on the 4th of January, somewhere along the lines in the last couple of weeks of the year, you might have already gone to someone's workshop or done made a vision board, or maybe you're doing that now, or you might have already done some sort of year-end reviewing. Maybe you have your own ritual or practice. Um, I know I do, right? Um, But I think we're still early enough in the year that you can definitely um, also add this in, include this, and maybe you're going to hear something new that you don't always consider when you do this work yourself, if you do. So this is uh, obviously a time of year where a lot of people whip out all of their tools and crafts and things to make vision boards. Um, This is a time of year where we think about like 
what is it that you want to manifest? And last year around this time, so a year ago, somewhere in our episodes there, there is an episode on manifesting, on manifestation, because I think that manifesting gets a bad rap sometimes. Or no, it's both. It's like some people put too much emphasis on manifesting as if it's like a magical thing that all you have to do is like think about what you want. And as long as you're good at thinking about it, it's going to happen. Right. And then there's the other extreme of people who think that manifesting is just total bullshit and to woo for them and, you know, and, and, and just not a real thing. And so last year I made an episode on like what manifesting really is and why you should do it. And so we're going to talk about that because what manifesting is, and that's not what the whole episode is going to be, uh, but I just want to come back around to the fact that manifesting, the practice of manifesting, the art of manifesting, manifestation, it no, it's not magic. And it's not just um, thinking about something and, and somehow it's going to appear. But there is an energy associated with manifesting. So what manifesting to me really is, is when you get really clear on what you want, right? So a big part of manifesting is that you have to have vision and not generic vision, right? Specific vision. And one of the things that scares people, uh, and I know this for a fact, about having a vision or really visualizing what you'd like for yourself and for your business is the fear of not being able to get it or the fear of going too big or the fear of being so specific that it's not going to be possible, right? So I'll just give you an example. Um, you know, uh, last year I wanted a car. I've talked about this on the show. And, you know, a, a car, like just saying like, oh, I want a car, you know, wasn't enough because in order for me to have have gotten a car, which I did, um, and again, it wasn't like it was magic. I have to pay for the car, <laughs> right? But in order for me to end up getting the car, I had to do a lot of visualization on myself having the car, um, what I would be doing in the car, how I would feel doing those activities, what having a car would open up for me in my life, how that would change things. And I had to do a lot of visualizing of myself in the car and having the car and being able to pay for the car. And so part of that visualization was what kind of car it was. Now, I didn't get super clear on what kind of car I wanted till closer to the end. But the more and more specific that we get, the closer we get to actually manifesting. So one of the most important things about manifestation is the visualization and part of the visualization is getting as specific as possible, really getting clear. One of the things I talk about all the time is that part of that clarity is often numbers, right? Really being willing to declare the numbers. How much would you like to make? You know, how much would you like to spend? How many people would you like to do your program? How many more people do you want on your yellow brick road, right? So numbers, right? How much weight do you want to lose? How much, um, you know, how many times do you want to go on vacation? Uh, how many days? So, you know, I know it might sound silly right now, but these numbers are the things that make our visualizations more and more specific and therefore more communicable to the universe. Because what manifesting is about is about recognizing that we are 
in a co-creative process. We are co-creators with the universe. And the way that we get the universe to co-create with us is we have to be really clear about what we want the universe to be working on with us, right? It's like having a, a partner and 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 saying, hey, I want your support. I want you to help me make this happen. I want us to do this together. I'm just not going to tell you anything about it. <laughs> You're just going to have to like show up and figure it out and guess, right? And then no one's going to want to work with you if that's the case. No one's going to go, you know what you're sitting there going i don't know i'm not really that clear um i'm not sure really anything would be fine i'll you know i'll just take whatever and if that's the energy that we're showing up with well first of all you know that like that is going to be super annoying to another human being and i don't know if the universe gets annoyed i kind of feel like she doesn't but it's still she can't work with that okay so visualization Clear visualization and specific visualization visualization is really important. And then when we have that visualization, okay, then we have to also come into alignment energetically. That's the maybe the woo part for some people where we have to do the mindset work that helps us to step into the belief that we can have what we want. Because a lot of times when we declare big things that we want, the kinds of things that we want to manifest, one of the reasons why they're manifestations and why they're big and why we don't have them now is because either we've never done it before, we're not sure how to do it, um, it's outside our comfort zone, it's a bigger investment than we've ever made, it requires for certain other things to have happen, right, in order for us to get it. And all of those things that we are not energetically aligned or attuned yet with having that thing because of all the things I just said. And so the mindset work, the energetic work that we do with the visualization is we start to align ourselves with being one who has that, being one who has those results, being one who does the things, whatever it is that we're manifesting. And then with that visualization and that alignment, we take action and we put a strategy in place. And that's where a lot of people get disappointed when someone's talking to them about manifestation. And when I say get disappointed, I just personally have worked with many clients who prior to working with me followed a lot of the really inspiring people out there, they're inspiring, that are all about manifesting in abundance, and they only talk about the energy part and the believing in that you can have it and believing in the abundant universe and believing in the co-creation and all the stuff I just said and telling people that they can make millions of dollars and that they can have whatever kind of business they want and they can live in a big fancy house and they can have a boat. I mean, this is happening. I follow some of these people because I think, you know, it's interesting and I'm curious. But I've worked with a lot of people who have joined those kinds of programs, who've done some of those courses and whatever. And at the end of the day, what no one added into the mix was the strategy part. It's kind of left as all you have to do is meditate, visualize, and walk around, you know, in the energy of one who already has those things 
And even though that is a part of it, it's not all of it. So hopefully what we're going to talk about today, well, not hopefully, what I know I'm going to talk about today, but hopefully what you're going to come away with is seeing how you get to declare what it is that you want to manifest and then back into it, reverse engineer what, who do you have to be in order to do the things that you need to do in order to have what you want to have. Now, because this show is called Uh, Well, it's called Passionate and Prosperous, but what I say is it's about having a passionate and prosperous life and business. And one of the reasons why that's really important to me to always say life and business, it's it's also why, like, if you look at my website or my bios anywhere, I always say I'm a master life coach and business strategy expert or, or, you know, a life and business coach. And the reason why I never take the life part out of there is because I believe that if you, especially if you're an entrepreneur, but if you're truly living and working, breathing and being your most passionate and prosperous self, it means that who you're being in your life is the passionate and prosperous person who is having a business that makes money doing what you love. So the passionate and prosperous applies to both the life and the business, right? We want to have passionate and prosperous businesses because ultimately I want all of us to be making as much money as we want to make using our gifts and skills, doing what lights us up. So that's first of all, right? The belief that you can be an entrepreneur, that you can have your own business, that you can create something big using your gifts, your skills, your expertise, your talent, your passion. And that therefore you get to use the money that you make in your passion and prosperous business to fund the passion and prosperous life that you want to have, which means that you get to do the things that you want to do. You get to have the things that you want to have. And I'm going to take it one step further and say that then it's like a cycle, right? The things that you want to do, hopefully, are also the things that inspire you and light you up, that make you feel passionate so that you can put that energy right back into your work and your business, right? So there's nothing worse than feeling like you are doing your business that is based in your passion, but you don't feel passionate and you're not feeling the passion because your cup is empty, you're burnt out. You're, you know, you haven't tapped in to like what lights you up and what gives you your inspiration, what reminds you of your passion, that if you're not doing those things, and sometimes those things cost money. For me, they do. For me, those things are going to the theater, going to hear music, um, you know, having experiences and experiences, a lot of them cost money, right? And so like when I think passion and prosperous life and business, I think, a passionate and prosperous life and business that kind of feeds, right? They both feed into each other. Your life feeds into your business. Your business feeds back into your life, right? And so on and so forth. So when we think about strategizing our business year, it's really important that we strategize our life year. And when you hear people, um, you know, talking about burnout and about um, work-life balance and having it and all of that, I think that sometimes that is because or, you know, when when you're working for someone else, unfortunately, that's not always in your control. Right. My husband, for the first 
you know, 10 years that uh, basically from the time we met until the pandemic, he always had employers and he was in the hospitality hospitality industry. And therefore, his time was always owned by someone else. So even though we could make plans and wanted to have a certain schedule, we were at the mercy of someone being like, no, you can't go home. You have to stay here. You have to work till 11 or whatever. Um, And that was out of his control. And it's one of the main reasons why we worked so hard during the pandemic for him to build up his psychoanalytic practice so that he never had to go back to working for someone else again. And I will never go back to working for someone else or with someone else, to be perfectly honest with you. As much as I love other people and collaboration, I will never be beholden to another person. I want total and absolute control of my time, of my schedule, of my life, and of how I want to spend it, right? And my husband wants the same thing. And now that's what we're doing. And that doesn't mean that we don't work a lot and really hard. It's just that we do it on our terms. So this is what I want for all of you. To me, that's what Passion and Prosperous is, right? If I have to work six days a week in order to have the money I want to go do the things I want to do, then great. Then that's me being in total control of knowing that for me to do all the things that light me up and inspire me and that make my life feel fulfilled and awesome and that I'm doing the things that I want to do. Um, and that's not just going out and doing entertainment and stuff. That's also investing in the level of coaching I want to uh, invest in, the things I do for myself, how I how I invest in myself, right? That if I have to work really hard to do those things, I'm happy to do that because it's all on my terms. And this is what I want for you. And that's what we're going to look at. So when we look at the way to map out your best year ever, we're not only talking about business. We're talking about if you were to truly have your best year ever, you would not only have a great year in your business, meaning you'd make money, you'd be using your talent, you'd do all the things that you want to do. You'd feel like you were really, you know, um, uh, just getting to shine and, and, and do everything that you're good at. And you would be doing that with whatever for you means the work-life balance. And I want you to remember that it's different for everyone, right? My work-life balance does not look like me not working. My work-life balance, you know, looks like a really, really wonderful um, potpourri of working a lot, of playing hard, of resting when I need to, of being totally um, in, in tune with the way I feel physically, emotionally, mentally, and acting from that place. And, and again, this to me is what it means to have a passionate and prosperous life and business. So let's do this. So when you're thinking about how to have the best year ever, and we want to do it with the reverse engineering, obviously, the way that we begin is we ask ourselves, what do I want to create during the year of 2023? So meaning next year on December 31st, 2023, when you're doing a look back, a review, and you look at all of the things that you accomplished, that you did, what would those things be that would make you feel like you really um, took action on what felt like your next level 
what was next for you? How did you grow? How did you expand? Do you want to make more money than you made last year? Do you want to make the same amount of money in a different way? Do you want this to be a year of sustaining, right? Like one year, I when I was working with a, a business coach, I was in a mastermind. And one, and, and one of the things that I became really aware of, I don't remember which year it was, to be honest with you. I became really aware of the fact that for the year that I was in this mastermind, my goal was not necessarily to um, create new things. It was to repeat what I had done the previous year, meaning the same activities and structure, but to perfect it. Like, in other words, I had done it and there was a lot of risk taking and a lot of new stuff and a lot of a little less strategy. Um, and what I decided was that the year when I made my decision about how I wanted that year to go, that I was working with that coach, a lot of it was, I'm not so concerned with doing more or different things. I more want to know that I can do this intentionally so I want to look at the strategy here and I want to put it in place and see if that makes my year feel a little bit easier while also creating the same results, right? So when you're thinking about what you want to create for the end of 2023, it doesn't necessarily have to be that you're going to like declare right now that you're going to do something that kind of feels like it's in your bullshit zone, right? Like if you have only ever made $50,000 this, you know, ever or this year, and then you were to say in 2023, I want to make $200,000 and I want to do it by launching a group program, running it twice, um, you know, increasing my uh, one-on-one investment, having a this, having a that. I might be like, whoa, okay, I think we just went into the bullshit zone. And you've heard me talk about the zones, right? Comfort zone, genius zone, bullshit zone. So the genius zone is where we can craft our year from because the genius zone is the zone that already includes your comfort zone, which means it already knows how to create the results you've already created. And it can use that as data or information to determine if you'd like to do something a little bigger and a little a little different and add something, right? But if you make this crazy ass, you know, declaration and leap about manifesting something that is not even in the zone or the realm of what is, of what makes sense for you, there's going to be a problem there because you're going to get disappointed when, when you're, when you realize that you're not anywhere near that. Right. And what we don't want is to set ourselves up for that. We don't want to set ourselves up for massive disappointment or thinking that we're a failure. We're never a failure, but we want to set ourselves up for success. Right. And so even if we make some declarations that are definitely bigger and you should always make goals and declarations that are stretchy. Right. Which means that they're going to stretch you from where you are right now into that next level of yourself right? Imagining that your future self a year from now has stretched, has grown, has expanded. Because in order to do anything new, different, and bigger, that's a part of it, right? A part of it is that you have to stretch. So imagine you as a stretch. What was the name of that toy now? I'm like, I'm like, stretch Gordon, stretch 
stretch. Stretch something. There was like a toy when I was growing up, which was like a like a doll. Um, and it was made of like rubber and you could stretch it out. I'll have to look it up. But it might be Stretch Gordon. Um, Stretch Armstrong. Stretch Armstrong was the name of it. So imagine yourself as Stretch Armstrong, right? So not that you're being pulled in every direction. That's not good. But that it's you. But with a little bit of stretching, it's you getting a little taller and a little bit more expanded and a little bit bigger to contain your new results, your new outcomes. All right? So in order to be balanced with your passion and prosperous life and business, when we make the end of your goals, the recommendation from me, my recommendation, is that you make end of year goals for all of the different um, sort of categories of your life, the areas of your life, so that you can do the big stuff, right? Because we're rarely going to have transformation in every area of our lives, right? It's very hard to say, oh, I'm going to end that year and I'm going to have done transformational work on every area of my life. Now, (laughs) that would be a big undertaking. And here's the good news. The good news is the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. And why that's good news is that when you decide to have massive transformation, growth, up-leveling, expansion in one area of your life, all of the other areas of your life are going to be impacted. They may not get the same level of transformation, but how you show up for everything in your life is going to benefit from you showing up in a certain way for one area of your life, right? It's pretty hard to compartmentalize. And on the other hand, if you overcommit with your goals and your declarations in the work and money part, you may find that other parts of your life suffer, which is why we make declarations and goals for all the parts of our lives, even though they may not all be massive. What it does is it affirms and establishes how we want those other areas of our lives to be going while we might be focusing more intently on one area. So obviously the the, the easiest example of this is to talk about if you decide that when you hear 2023, 2023 being your best year ever, when you hear that, if what comes up for you is business, right? Your business, your important work that you do, that you want to make more money, you want to have more impact, that you've got big ideas for the big projects you want to do, you want to write a book, you want to start a podcast, you want to put out a group program, you want to do a new course, you want to make something new, you want to work with more clients, you want to grow your social media, you know, you want to do a big event, you want to lead a workshop, a retreat. Okay, let's say any number of those things are what you want, right? For your impact, for your legacy, for for doing the work that lights you up, for using your gifts and skills, then it's really important that we also figure out what the rest of your life looks like while you're doing that so that you don't, you know what, burn out, you know, lose your momentum, get discouraged, feel defeated, right? Because if you start failing yourself when it comes to your health, your rest, your relationships, doing the things that light you up, 
then you're not going to be able to complete those goals, those goals. You're not going to be able to have that manifestation anyway. So what I'd like you to do, and you're not going to necessarily do this while you're listening. You're, you're going to, you know, you're going to do this. These are the kinds of things that we do in workshops. Oh, and I forgot to tell you at the top of the episode. Oh my goodness. So we are going to be doing this work together on Friday, January 13th at the how to have your best year ever workshop. I don't know what I was thinking by not telling you that at the top of the episode. Okay. So Friday, January 13th, I'm sure that by the time you're listening to this, we've already started signups for that registration. That's a two hour workshop on Friday, January 13th from 12 to 2 PM Eastern for you to come. And what we're talking about on this episode, we're going to actually do some of this work together. All right. So I'm going to sort of share with you a loose, a loose map of this, and then we're going to do it together with coaching. Okay. On Friday, January 13th. I have no idea why I didn't say that sooner. All right. So Friday, January 13th, mark your calendar. And if anything, like when you uh, finish listening to the episode or while you're listening, because you can definitely do multiple things on your phone or your computer, um, go to my website, www.stacybrassrussell.com. In the events tab, you can go there and register. This is free, okay? So, I'm so glad I remembered to say that. So back to what we do. So what we do here is I divide life up into seven categories. Other people do it. You may have heard of the wheel of life. You may have heard of, you know, other people uh, using models like this. I like to divide it life into seven, all right. Maybe there's more. Maybe for you, you you have other categories. But for for me, what works really well is I like to make the wheel uh, of life. These are the things I include: health, and then I separate out career slash work and money. I think bundling those two things together can energetically get a little bit wonky. Because sometimes some of the things that you want to do for your career and for your work are not necessarily money makers right away. Like, for example, this podcast, this show itself is not a money maker. I invest a lot in this show. How does it return its investment? Well, all of the people that listen to the show that then come and want to work with me as their coach right? Want to work with me one-on-one, want to work with me in the academy, which is available to you right now. You could join us at any time. And if you do join right now, you'll be a founding member. All that means is that you'll be in the academy the minute we start, which is exciting. But I also want you to remember if you're listening to this episode at any time after January 17th, you can join the academy at any time. There's no such thing as being behind. You wouldn't have missed anything. I've set this up and created this very purposefully for anyone who listens to the show or follows me or wants to work with me, whether you listen to the show or not. um, I've set this up so that there's now never a time that, that someone cannot step into this container the minute their soul is calling for it. The minute their soul is saying, you know what? I'm ready. I want to give myself this unbelievable gift of support, accountability, mentorship, and coaching um, to get me to my next level, to get me and my business to my next level. Okay. So anyway, um, 
So I consider money and, and career work, meaningful work, not the same thing. And is some of the things that you might want to create in your business, right, are not necessarily things that are going to be offered for, you know, money. They could be. And also, when you have a separate category for money, that also allows you to look at how you want to deal with your relationship to your money. Having, you know, yes, it has to do with your business because you have to make the money. But for example, you may want in the work and career part to put in new offers, make money a certain way. And then when you think about what are your goals for your money separate from your business for the end of the year, you might say, I want to pay off my debt. I want to save money. I want to start investing. I want to spend more. I want to invest in myself, right? At first, I meant investing like, you know, in a portfolio or something. Um, You might say, I I want to, you know, I want to have this much money saved by the end of the year. So that's why I like to, um, to make goals when it comes to, you know, work and money separate because I I make a distinction between them. Okay, so, so far we have um, health, right? Now, what are some of the things that you might want for the end of the year when it comes to your health? Well, it may be like a bigger goal. You may want to say, I'm going to declare that I'm going to lose 50 pounds this year or 30 pounds or 20 pounds, or maybe it's 10 pounds, but it's a number. You're not just going to say, I want to lose some weight, right? You might say this year, I want to... um, train for a marathon. (laughs) That would never be me. Um, You might say this year for my health, I want to um, exercise five days a week. Now you might be thinking, now, Stacey, what makes this different than a resolution, right? I don't even use the word resolution. I don't even like the word resolve. To me, resolve, it like has an association with like giving up. I know in some ways it means to commit to something, but I kind of feel like resolution to me, I feel like I always think in my head, I'm just resolved. It almost has the same feeling as like resigned. So I think fuck resolutions. I'm all about evolutions, right? How are you going to evolve this year? That's first of all. And second of all, I love the idea of not thinking a resolution which is how you're going to commit big time on the first day of the year, because that almost always peters out. Versus if you say, by the end of this year, I want to be someone who exercises five times a week, or I want to be someone who can lift, you know, more weights, or I want to lower my blood pressure and get off medication, or I want to become vegan and go to a plant-based diet, or I want to, you know, like use a sauna all the time and whatever. I want to play tennis, whatever it is for your health. Okay. The thing is, is that to me, resolutions imply that you got to start that doing that full force immediately. Whereas my method is this is by the end of the year, you want to be embodying that. You want to be saying it's what you do. You want to be living it. And therefore, there's a strategy for how you're going to become that person. You're not just going to come out the gate on January 1st and be like, if you weren't doing it already, you know, uh, exercising five days a week, blah, 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 doing it, right? That's why resolutions suck. 
right? But my plan is that you decide what you want by the end of the year, and then you reverse engineer how you're going to get there. How are you going to put that in place? Much friendlier, much easier, much more tractable, okay? And much more realistic, much more sustainable, and much more possible that you'll do it. So we've got health, we've got career slash work, we've got money, right? I just gave you those examples. Then I like to put a category by itself. A lot of other like wheels, people who do wheels or coaches, they combine like love and relationship. I separate it. Like love, love. People are single and desire to find a partner, right? Some people are already partnered and would like to make sure that they nurture and honor their relationship. To me, my relationship is so important to me that when I think about scheduling, planning, strategizing, anything about my business, and 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 even when I make plans, plans for life, plans with friends, plans, my husband doing the activities together, investing in our relationship, making sure that our relationship is a top priority, that is one of my like most, that is one of my highest values. It's super important to me. So, and love, just so you know, doesn't only have to be romantic love partner, right? I'm just saying that love, love can also be, how do you want to express your love? Love can also be like, how do you, what do you want to be doing that makes you feel the feeling of love? Okay. And then friendship and relationships to me, is a lot more about social and connection, right? So love is, they they have a lot of crossover, but I make a distinction. Think love and what, what gives you that feeling in your heart of love, which can be friendships and relationships. Um, but for me, I, it's different than just friendships and relationships. Okay. So there's the love category and then there's the friendships and relationships category. And to me, that really falls into like, it's very important to me to make sure that I keep up with my friendships and that I forge new relationships. So when I say relationships, I mean, like, for example, um, tomorrow in my real time life, like not tomorrow in January, but tomorrow in December, I have a Zoom call with one of the women in my mastermind. I've never... um, like kind of talk to her outside of our group activities with the mastermind. And I really want to have some time to nurture that relationship so that we can like support each other so that we might collaborate on something. Right. Um, I like to go to networking things. I'm always inside of a mastermind Um, relationships. I count relationships as my relationships with my clients. Um, When I think about you know, like goals for the end of the year, part of, for me, what I think about is, is how do I want my relationships with the people that invest in working with me to be? What do I want that to feel like? One of the things that's very important to me is that anyone that works with me in any capacity from one-on-one, which is obviously the most intimate, direct, exclusive to a, a free group experience, like the workshop that I'm going to be teaching on the 13th and everything in between the academy, all the other free trainings that I do, um, you know, where people are not paying for things. 
I want my relationships to be really strong with people. I want everyone to feel that I know who they are and that I see them. So that's why relationship to me is a category in and of itself. And then there's the category of pleasure and fun. This is huge for me. I am a total hedonist. I mean, not in a gross way, like, but I am a person who loves fancy food and wine and going out and having those kinds of experiences, right? And then inspiration. Inspiration is the things that I know I need to do to fill my cup. And that's everything from having time in the morning to do my morning routine, okay, to all the way to going to the planetarium, which for me inspires me because I am obsessed with like the cosmos and the universe and time and stars and all of that. And that inspires me. When I go to those things, I always feel fed. I get ideas. I get ideas for content. Um, I, I just feel connected. It's how I also feel more connected to the universe. It's how I feel into my faith and my trust. Okay, so when you're mapping out your best year ever, you're going to map out what, by the end of 2023, what would you like to be doing, feeling, having, thinking in each of these areas of your life? It doesn't mean that you have to create something monumentally different. It's just saying and declaring what you would like so that every one of those areas of your life can be tended to throughout the year while you might be putting more emphasis, let's say, on your business, which for most of you that listen to the show, that's probably what you're doing, okay? So you're going to do that. And when we get together on the 13th, we're going to start with that. But then we're going to do what I'm about to tell you now much more together, okay? So you can try this on your own, but when we get together on the 13th, I'm going to really teach this to you and you're going to do it, all right? So then what we do is we declare, this is especially in whatever area. Now, I'm going to go with business right now. So now, if what you really want to do is focus on getting to your next level in your business, in your meaningful work, I listed all of these possible things, right? Writing, book, podcast, courses, just more one-on-one, making a certain amount of money, um, you know, putting out, content, all of the possible things that you could do in your business, creating more clients, building your yellow brick road, getting more people on your email list. First of all, you can put numbers on all of that. By the end of 2023, I want to add 500 people to my email list for a total of, right? Or by the end of 2023, I want to generate X amount of revenue. You're going to do all of that. And then what you're going to do is you're going to strategize how you're going to do that. And when you strategize that, my first recommendation is that you break it down into quarters. So if you want to create a new something, a new program, a new project, you want to have something launched out into the world, a show, a a training, something free or whatever, you need to get out your big fat calendar of 2023. I highly recommend using a visual, right? So I think scheduling into your phone is literally the most like insane thing. Like I would never be able to strategize my business year on a phone. Okay. So you might like looking at the calendar on the computer. I'm going to tell you that I do believe 
that for making things happen, pen to paper, and I'm not the only one that thinks this, and I've talked about this, pen to paper is so important. That action uh, and, and the visual of having the, 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 the physical, tangible thing, it definitely changes your, like, making things happen. But anyway, if you're totally attached to, like, your calendar on your computer, that's fine. But what you're going to do is you're going to look at the whole year and you're going to, at least for now, put in to each quarter what big activities you are going to be doing that are going to get you to that end result. So let's say you do a revenue goal, which you should. You should always declare how much money you want to make. Let's say you say $100,000. I always use that as like a very round, easy example. You want to make $100,000 by the end of the year, okay? You need to reverse engineer and go back through each quarter. What's a quarter? The first quarter, if we just go in like the easy way, like that on the 15th, the first quarter is January, February, March, and then April, May, June, and then July, August, September, and then October, November, December. And what you're going to do is you're going to right now decide what activities you want to put in place in order to get to that number. So if you only want to do that by creating one-on-one clients, then you need to ask yourself, how many one-on-one clients would you like to create each quarter and how would you like to create them? And if you follow the Stacey Brass Russell Yellow Brick Road organic system of business strategy, then you are probably going to do that by creating opportunities for you to show up and create value to attract your ideal clients, to nurture them and build your no love and trust so that you have people that want to buy your offer, want to pay you for your services. And then you're going to offer them your services. And if you want a one-on-one business, you still have to do this work because we always have to go back to asking you, How would you like to find those one-on-one clients? Where are they coming from? So if you say, well, I want them to come from a local uh, situation. I want to meet them. I want them to come from my community. Then you're going to map out quarter by quarter what community activities do you need to be engaging in in order to be meeting those people? And how are you going to be nurturing and serving them in order to get them to want to get on that discovery call with you and then say yes to working with you? So when we declare how we want our year to end, okay, then we have to go back and strategically think what activities would I put in place? Once you do it by the quarter, and you could do this for every area of your life, right? So I'll give you another example. If I say to you, I want to end this year by really feeling that like I was, I did all of the things that are pleasurable to me. I went on a vacation. I went to Cape May, New Jersey, which is my new favorite thing. Um, I went to X Broadway shows, or I, I saw, you know, I went to music. I did this, I did that. Okay. What I do is I, this is me and I'm at a point where I can make an investment like this. I say, okay, I'm going to be a subscriber to the Signature Theater, which is like our favorite off-Broadway theater. And by being a signature, uh, a patron of the Signature, I'm guaranteeing myself to go to the show. So no matter how busy I am, no matter how much I commit 
to all of the business things, all of the activities, and I do commit to a lot, I'm always going to have those theater nights on my calendar because I planned it in advance. I committed to it. And that's how I know that by the end of the year, I'm not going to look back and go, oh man, I worked my ass off and I didn't do anything for pleasure, love, um, for my uh, friendships and relationships, right? So you have to go quarter by quarter and start to ask yourself, how are you going to assure yourself of these outcomes that you want for the end of the year. If you've got health goals and outcomes, instead of waking up on January 1st and saying, oh my God, I got to rearrange my entire life now. I got to start implementing all this stuff, cold turkey, really fast and furious, right? And you try to do that, you're probably not going to end up with the goal that you want. But if you say, if I want X by the end of the year, then that means by the fourth quarter, I'd really be like in my groove, right? And maybe that means that the quarter before that, I would have done this. And then the quarter before that, I would have done that. And then that brings you to where you are right now so that you can say, what's really important to me for the next three months, I'm going to focus on this, right? So then once I do this, I'm going to focus on what's next. Now, you might not know all of the things that are next. You might have to start with one thing. But I actually suspect that if you really wanted to, you could make this map for yourself, especially the business one. Now, if you don't know, let's say you say to me for the first year ever, I want to create a group course and I want to put it out. I want to launch it and I want to get people into it. And that's my big goal for the year. I want to diversify my business model. I want to go from only working one-to-one to I want to have a program. This is really what's next for me this year, right? Or you have a program and you want to scale it. You want to get more people into it, whatever. And you might not know. You might not exactly know what activities you should do in order to get there. And that is often why You do need to work with a mentor or someone who does know or who's done it before you and who can show you how to do it. Now, I can guide you to some degree and say, well, if you really want people to end up investing in X, you want to create a certain amount of free things that lead to you building those relationships with people, getting people hot. We call it hot leads, right? And then making your offer to those people when you have already established that they have either a problem or a desire that your program, working with you, whatever it is that you do, right, whatever kind of service provider you are, that that you have the solution for them. You either solve their problem or you, you feed into a desire. And you've got to get people on your yellow brick road that either desire what you have or have a problem that you solve. So in order to sell anyone anything, you have to populate your yellow brick road. And so what I'm talking about right now with the reverse engineering your your year is that you ask yourself, depending on where you are in your business, what activities would you like to do to attract those people onto your yellow brick road And to serve them, the Yellow Brick Road system of organic business strategy is attract, serve, convert. 
so that they can, you can first of all, make sure and assess that there are people that have the problem that you solve or want what you offer, the desire. And then you're going to build a relationship with them so that when you offer them your services, they're ready to say yes. They have a green light. This is all stuff that I talk about all the time. So how to strategize your best year ever, your your best 2023, is to look at all of those areas of your life. Ask yourself what you'd like to have happening in them by the end of the year. And then go back quarter by quarter and declare what does that mean? What would you be doing in each of those areas of your life in order to be getting to where you want to go. And then, of course, you can keep distilling it down to quarterly and then monthly and then weekly and then daily. And that's how you actually figure out how to create the right activities, habits, and and, and actions to ultimately get you where you want to go. So there's Here's some strategy here for you to for you to implement in order to make this map for yourself. And that is actually how you have your best year versus making resolutions. I'm just saying I'm just saying that to me, resolutions feel totally different than what I just said. And they feel much more like about what I'm going to do today. And they're not necessarily really connected. And there's not really a bridge with what you say you want and what you're going to do today with how you're really going to get those outcomes at the end of the year. So if this A interests you, you're going to join me on January 13th. If you if you're listening to this even past January 13th, then here's the next best news, okay? This is what we do in the academy. The Passion and Prosperous Academy is a business strategy program that also takes into account your life. Because what it is is it's my way of teaching you how to create and design your life and business to be the life and business that you want. Now, what that doesn't mean, I'm just telling you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean not working, okay, or not working hard. There's nothing that I teach that has to do with how to make a lot of money without working, right? But what I do teach is that you can create everything that you want, the results that you want, the outcomes you want. You can have the business you want. You can make the amount of money you want. And there's a way to do it that feels like you are keeping the balance in all of those other areas of your life. And the way that you do that isn't necessarily by working less. It's by making sure that you are clear on what all of those different areas of your life look and feel like when you are feeling optimal when you're feeling full and like yourself, when you're feeling balanced, when you're feeling nourished, when you're feeling healthy, when you're feeling rested, when you know how to control your nervous system. So all of that is always important, but it's not an either or, right? It's not you can't make these big goals for yourself and also do it in a way that's going to feel the way that you want to feel. And that brings me to the final thing that we're going to be doing in that workshop, but that you can also do for yourself. You know how people, like now it's very trendy to like have a word for the year, your word of the year, okay? Here's the secret. The word for the year, your word for the year 
should be based in how you want to feel while getting those results. And that word can change every year because every year we feel differently, right? And we want different results. But the word for the year, it's got double duty. It can be how you're going to feel when you get the results. But to me, the word of the year is the umbrella word of, I want to do all these things and I want to have all those things. And this is how I want to feel while I'm creating that, while I'm doing that. So I'm telling the universe, I can do all of that while also feeling at ease, free, abundant, um, you know, whatever you want, unstoppable. I don't know what the word is for you. Many of those have been my words for the year aligned, you know, but you get to declare what is the energy, which has a lot to do with who are you being? Who are you being while creating those outcomes? Who are you being while doing those activities? So when you reverse engineer and you map out what's going on in each one of those quarters, guess what? You get to make sure that some of those activities that you're doing in every quarter are the activities that make you feel the way you want to feel while creating your results. And a lot of times those activities end up coming back to the things that connect you to your true self, that remind you of your amazingness and your possibility, that help you to stay in total faith and trust that the universe is your partner and that you are in a co-creation and that there is no one else that is more special than you, meaning no one else is allowed to have things that you're not allowed to have too. The universe does not work that way. Are there reasons that some people are further along or have more help or whatever? Yeah, sure. I've spent a lot of my life and years working on not being resentful about why certain things go come easier for other people than me, why other people don't seem to have to like work so hard. I've spent lots of time undoing any focus on, on that because I've been very able to go down that road, losing my father when I was 19, like struggling much more than my other friends. So I know it. I know all about it. And what I'm here to tell you is that some of the most important work we can possibly do to set yourself up for your best 2023 ever is to make sure that there's not one part of you that is focusing on thinking about or believing that you are the special exception to the universe being your partner and to you being able to create the life and business that you want. That is the place you must operate from. And with all the strategy and the reverse engineering, that has to be the foundation, that belief, or all of the work and strategy and everything that that we just talked about, the declaring and the goals and the visioning and the seeing and the manifesting is going to end up being nothing, getting nothing. So that is what I have for you today. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. We're going to have a great year. Stay with me. Keep coming. And come to the workshop if you if you can. I don't know when you're listening to this on Friday, January 13th. And come join me in the Passion and Prosperous Academy whenever you're ready. Join us before January 17th and be a founding member. 
join us anytime after that and still be a beloved member who I'm going to have a relationship with because that's how I roll. And I promise that I will help you to have your best year ever. Whatever date you start, the Academy is a year. So it doesn't have to be the calendar year of 2023. Any day you step into the Academy, I'm going to help you have your best year ever. All right. I love you. I will be in your headphones next week. I am sending you all of the vibes for the best 2023 ever, whether you come to the workshops with the Academy or not. And I am signing off. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.